Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm shoeless Jesse Thorne. <laughs> I'm Jordan Morris, hot positive. <laughs> oh, 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 tell me about your new nickname. Well, we both Jordan. have new nicknames. Do you uh-huh. want to go first? I, you're wearing a t-shirt that says Summer Cannibals. Yeah. That I was sure said Summer Cannabis. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That would be nice. Hey, if anybody has a Summer <laughs> Cannabis t-shirt. My t-shirt says Summer Cannibus, the rapper. Oh the yeah, 1990s rapper. Yeah. Well, we all have similar shirts then. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, if you're looking for if you if you like to rock out with a with a band that sounds like a millennial L7, Summer Cannibals. Everybody, hit hit them up there online. You go. Put them on. Okay, so what's your new nickname here? Uh, Hot Positive. And what's that about? Because I'm being positive about the heat. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, guess what I'm doing? I'm wearing fucking sandals in here. Yeah. My bare feet are out does for everybody count, to see. Does that count as shoeless though? It's not a. It's not technically a shoe. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's my argument. Yeah, it's less than a shoe. Do we want to bring in our guest and talk about uh, these issues? I need to talk about these issues with our guest yeah. because our guest. I'll give her a little run up here. Mm-hmm. Brilliant stand-up comic. Yep. Television writer for the hit television program One Day at a Time. Mm-hmm. She is a charming past guest of Jordan Jesse Go. Yep. Uh, she is. Perhaps most importantly. Most importantly. In fact, certainly. Yeah. Most importantly. Dwarfs all other accomplishments. A writer on season one of the smash hit podcast Bubble, uh-huh. Janine Brita. Yay! And not only is she all of those things, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she came in here looking so fresh and clean. Mm-hmm. She looks like she just got back from renting a boat with her paramour. That's the goal every day when I dress myself. I do feel I have my straw hat. <laughs> Look like you have a boat and yeah. a secret love. <laughs> and a secret lover. Um, I have a little straw hat balanced on my mic stand and I feel like a blues singer, kind of. Uh, I, feel sure. like, I feel the blues. Like, I feel like I need to have a piano. Probably. I love that your go-to for blues song was Frasier. Frasier theme song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's either that or the Babysitter's Club blues. Those are my top five <laughs> I, I am not familiar with the Babysitter's Club blues. Oh, it's just from the... Ba- uh, no. Oh, not not uh, the Babysitter blues. Uh, uh, not Babysitter's Club. What am I talking about? Uh, Adventures of Babysitting. Oh. Adventures yeah, of Babysitting. I, am, I was going to guess box car children that is not uh, one of they them. seem like they'd have a blues they do uh adventures of babysitting is one of those 80s classics that i have not seen and often are am yelled at for can i ask you a question jordan yes. is that the one where they say and perhaps i, I haven't refer seen, this i have not seen the movie <laughs> resident adventures and babysitting expert yeah. is that the one where a guy goes the dishes are done man no oh i don't know that's uh <laughs> that's uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dad oh okay uh, I haven't seen either of those movies, but I perhaps the single most vivid memory of my childhood is the dishes are done, man. Yeah, they that broke the he, dishes. They, they don't they, they do shoot like them, skeet shoot them. So I can. This was a this was a popular uh, like sleepover rental for us. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It was don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Um, the Beverly Hillbillies movie and <laughs> uh, a League of Their Own. I feel wow. like we just rented from the drugstore. Constantly. That's a weird mix. It is, and I'm I'm. Learning that now, like, but I think that the, that's why you're so well-rounded. Sure, right, person. exactly. These, that's these, the one thing. Sure, that contributed to that. What's the we that you're talking about? Uh, this is just like if people were coming over, if it was a sleepover situation, like you know, mom goes to the store, gets the microwave popcorn, brings home a couple of movies, and it, it was either 
don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, the Beverly Hillbillies, or a league of their own. I think a, a a big part of that is those are three movies that like my sister could also come down and watch. Oh yeah. So I think that was she's part a of the few years there. younger than you. Yeah, six years. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's from the director of Wayne's World. Oh yeah, and uh, also uh, yeah. uh, the decline of Western civilization. Oh sure, yeah. Talk about well-rounded, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or did and she the Little never... Rascals movie? I was about to say the Little, Little Rascals, Rascals movie. movie. She did, did. She direct both of those. Yeah, I'm not complete. Okay, I at, think so. If I'm wrong, at gas station TV, let them know. <laughs> Janine, what were your what were your go to rentals? Is it did you, first of all? I think you're maybe a couple of years younger than we are, but did you have a we home had video equipment? We did have a, a VCR. Um, we stole cable. Nice. Uh, we had one of those little black boxes. Um, and I had a very extensive VHS collection. Oh, what were, really? What were the crown jewels um, oh, in this collection? Fern Gully. Oh, the last raid for us. It was, sure. a, was a big one, which apparently my sister once told me uh, her and her high school friends tripped acid to it. Wow. And then like went into the movie. That cool. was their acid trip, which seems I've never personally done acid. That seems like a delight. Yeah. Um, yeah, of all the movies to be yeah. transported inside, Fern Gully is... Yeah, that's pretty safe. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, have to deal with the Tim You have a tar Curry... monster. Yeah, Tim yeah, Curry tar sure. monster. Tim Curry tar monster. But you have a rap and bat. Yeah. Voiced by Robin Williams. Voiced by Robin Williams. Um, in his finest role. And uh, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit was another huge yeah, one. Sure. Uh, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You didn't see, now you're listing good movies. Yeah. Let's I get had, back to Fern was... Gully. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the last, Fern Gully the last, the last rainforest. Yeah. At, at home, the, the writer of Fern Gully is sitting down to a nice coffee. And... <laughs> writer, <laughs> writer of my favorite podcast. And he's like, ah, favorite time of day with my chamomile tea. And then he <laughs> spit takes at this part. <laughs> the only place where I receive no criticism at all. The only part of my life where no one talks shit about me. It is I, the writer of Fern Gully. Did your... Parents, One of many, perhaps. Did your parents have movies that they rented multiple times or, like, had in a, like a weirdly small VHS collection of, like, tapes bought used from the Blockbuster? My dad had a little stash of, like, concert films. Uh-huh. Elton John, oh. Billy Joel, Live from the What Have You. So he was sort of a punk rocker. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my dad, well, yeah, sure. He was a crust punk, technically. Got it. Yeah. I think he wouldn't He wouldn't like punk rocker. That right. maybe, like, connotes that, you know, he's part of that CBGB's crew. He was a, right. he was a crust punk. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So, like, my dad, but, yeah, my my. My parents. dad was a mod. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, once I once said that he had a Vespa. He got so mad at me, and he like literally wiped my face on the Lambretta nameplate on his scooter. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was really rough. That showed you. Yeah. Uh, wait, so Janine, what is the Adventures in Babysitting Blues? It has nothing oh. to do with tossed salads and scrambled eggs. No, it okay. does not. Um, oh, God, it's been so many years since I've seen this movie. Okay, so... Um, Adventures of Babysitting, Elizabeth Shue comes to babysit the kids. Um, something happens where, like, crime bosses are after them, and they're out in the city, which I believe is L.A. Sure. Uh, out in the city with the kids trying to get away from them, and they end up walking into this, like, real, like, real seedy, like, real blues club. It's all right. smoky. Um, and they walk in from the side stage and end up on stage in the middle of a blues concert. Okay. And so the whole crowd falls silent, and everyone's like, who the hell are these white kids? Yeah. Um, and they basically, the the 
as Elizabeth Shue goes up to the microphone to apologize and explain, and she's like, I'm so sorry, you guys. It's just been a really rough day. Then the bass hits. Oh, the backup band's like, they do the classic, do, 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 do. Right. And then she's like, what's happening? And they just improvise a blues song from the events of the that day. Sounds and evening. really good. It's riveting. It sounds really good. That's really cool. I feel like my favorite genre of music. Mm-hmm. Is the blues because it's just so elemental and especially mm-hmm. contemporary blues music? Wow. Yeah, um, probably my favorite blues singer is the guy who owns the New York Knicks, mm. um, who has a blues band that has put out albums and has music videos. Mine's is, mine's Steven Seagal. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, we all have our favorite bluesmen. Blues yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, personally, Bruce Willis. Yep. I love his. Yeah, you like blues a blues band. harmonica. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. I'm more of an Aykroyd guy, but I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, baby boomers are horrible. <laughs> blues Brothers has no jokes. <laughs> um, Janine, what movies did your parents? either rent over and over or have a copy of? Oh, um, I mean, amongst my me and my mom and my sister, um, Steel Magnolias. Ooh, sure. girl, let's have a crisis. The first movie I cried in, yeah. and I hate the movie to this day. Really? Yes. Because so, it made yes. you have feelings. It made me have feelings in, in public. <laughs> yeah, you were like, no! And I could not control them. It set your path towards comedian? Yeah, exactly. So Steel Magnolias, what are the ones I'm mad at? Steel Magnolias, uh, My Girl, <laughs> oh, oh boy, that one. and Braveheart. Oh, Braveheart yeah, made you my, cry. Yeah, you sure. love freedom so much. I just love freedom, wow. and I hate the British. <laughs> oh, those sneaky British. I hate them for some reason that is not clear in Braveheart. Maybe they got those hoity-toity voices, That's those true. accents. There you go. Um, no, Steel Magnolias was a big one. Oh, gosh. My dad and stepmother had and have a contentious relationship, but the two things they agreed on were their VHS copies. And this was the extent of their VHS library. Mm -hmm. I want to be totally clear. This is it. Uh, The Commitments and Bram Stoker's Dracula. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And I do not know how they led. Like, The Commitments make sense. The Commitments in Dublin, and my uh, stepmother's from Belfast. And she loves Mustang Sally. And my dad Mm -hmm. loves Mustang Sally. Really? And my dad loves (laughs) R&B music. So, like, my dad's love of R&B and my stepmother's... Resentment of all non-authentic, non-authentic Irish things, uh, which of which the commitments is not one. Okay. Commitments is an actual Irish film made by Irish people about actual Irish stuff. Um, like they they found common ground there, but I have no explanation for why they both love Dracula so much. Well, My dad was just, going around the house going just, like they're just both horny for Gary Oldman. Dracula. <laughs> My dad would say Dracula all the time. Let's watch Dracula. <laughs> and I got to tell you, like I. I only lived half time with my father and stepmother because I lived with my mother half time. But I think that they probably bought those videos when I was 11 mm-hmm. and I moved, went away to college at 18. And I think between that time, they probably watched each of them 15 or 20 times. And I did not watch either of them once, just out of like teenage yeah. resentment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like later, I, I still haven't seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I saw the commitments a year or two ago. It's totally great. I totally should have watched it. I think Bram Stoker's Jack- Dracula is like a famous bomb. Isn't what it about a famous Bram Stoker's Dracula? <laughs> That's uh, Bram yeah. Stoker's Chacula? Yes. <laughs> uh, Bram Stoker's Chocula. <laughs> my teenage angst spite thing was I also my I'm also a child of divorce and spent summers with my dad in Miami. But my stepdad every Sunday 
without fail at 9 a.m., which is prime teen sleep-in time, sure. would blast at full volume through the house, um, swing out sister's breakout. <laughs> I and, don't know what this is. Oh, I love it now. Okay. But I used to hate that song. It's, um, I forget what the genre is. It's like, oh, it, it is called officially sophistopop. It's like sophisticated mm, pop. Sure. And it's a lot of British groups and... It's no, I only listen to Rosé Wave, so <laughs> I probably don't really know about oh, this genre. I also love her as a drag queen, Rosé Wave. Oh. <laughs> right, my favorite genre of dance music and drag, drag queen. queen. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like the chorus, you have to experience it. It's such a like adult contemporary right. like we drink rosé and white zins sure. at our weekend parties. It's um, don't stop to ask. You've got to find a way to make it better. <laughs> I love this. Say what you want to say. Break out. There's like a saxophone. Yeah. Oh, it is. Do you know the song? Do you know this song, uh, Native New Yorker by Odyssey? I do not. Okay. Does well, it have similar vibes? Brian's about to play a few seconds of yes. it. Yes. Um, but this song, I don't – just on the subject of sophisticated pop music. At some point, I became old and wanted to listen to – it's like right on the edge of when when they still wanted to sell records to grown-ups, you know, but they also had invented contemporary pop music. So it's like a disco record. Nope. Oh. This beautiful intro. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Here it comes in. Sort of like a '80s TV theme. I I automatically want to point at buildings. I want to drive around and point at buildings. And look up at them. Fling a hat into the air. Oh I my feel God. like you're the heart and soul this song plus swing out sister. The sophisticated yeah. pop genre is like your Aunt Janet. Right. Like really like she got a convertible this year. Yes. And she's driving. Never down had kids. And just, but she never had kids. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She lets not for everybody. Brian is just... enjoying this so much, he is not even turning it down. Yeah. Like, Brian is literally sitting outside our studio, our producer Brian, sitting outside our studio just fucking just... jamming right now. Yeah, and actually, I, this is so so weird. I'm just kind of noticing Brian now. I think when we walked in, he had on, like, a, a button-down and some slacks, and now it's all white linen. Yeah. Brian is, where did he get all that all that resort wear? <laughs> Brian, I can't help but notice that you're the heart and soul of New York City. <laughs> she it's, grew I like up it. It slaps. Riding the subway. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's a bop. It's a bop. Kids it's a also banger. say that sometimes. Heart and soul of New York City. Anyway, yeah, I my parents, my father and stepmother, that is, because they had this weird, you know, it has like elements of like when you hear about somebody that has a mail order bride, <laughs> like the cultural gap was uh, pretty no, fast. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> Saying, who has a mail you order know, bride? That old, you know, the, <laughs> that, that old, old mail order bride couple that's on everybody's street. <laughs> I guess I'm just referring to from a sitcom from 1993. Like, but, like, okay. like, a, like uh, there's this vast they are, cultural opposites, but they make it work. Kind of yeah, thing? but but it's specifically that there is like a, a depth of cultural misunderstanding mm-hmm. that is difficult to. Because my stepmother, like on the like, if you go to Belfast now, 2018, and I went four or five years ago. Mostly, 
mostly 95%, it just seems like a medium large European city, mm-hmm. Western European city. Just seems pretty regular. There are a few parts that have a lot of murals of martyrs. Um, but besides that, it seems pretty normal. Whereas, like, I know, like, when I went when I was 11, there was just a ton of automatic weapons on the street. Just soldiers walking around with automatic weapons, and so occasionally a bomb would explode. And I think when my stepmother lived there, she – and my stepmother is not old. My stepmother is 60-ish. Uh, but my stepmother, when she lived there, did not have running water in the house. Whoa. Had to go outside to go to the back, in the heart of a city, a major city, in 1975 or whatever it was. Um, so, like, they just had this huge cultural gap between them. Like, they shared that they were traumatized by war. But besides that, like, a huge cultural gap. And so there were a couple of things. My dad would always try and do Irish things to satisfy my stepmother. But my stepmother, what he didn't know, was kind of resented Irish stuff because she had grown up Catholic in Belfast. And you have to, like, learn to speak Irish. It's you a have very to learn... dark gift <clears throat> of the Magi <clears throat> situation. Yeah, you ha- <laughs> like, you have to play Penny Whistle. Like, they what send you. What is Penny you... Whistle? It's, you know, that little, that little whistle that, uh, like, you would imagine a leprechaun. Oh, playing. okay. Okay. <laughs> um, like, you have to, like, carry a shillelagh everywhere. Like, just different Irish stuff you're required to do to demonstrate how not British you are. So she kind of resents uh-huh. that stuff, even though it's like her cultural heritage. So he went through a long period where he listened to the Chieftains all the time, which is like a traditional Irish band, the greatest traditional Irish band. And like now as an adult, I can listen to the Chieftains and be like, well, this is wonderful. This Celtic music is spectacular. What a wonderful thing. I really enjoy that tin whistle solo. <laughs> but at the time, it was made me want to kill myself. And the only other thing they agreed on was Sinead O'Connor. Hmm. Sinead O'Connor was it. Like, we had so many late period... Oh, and Van Morrison. So many late period Van Morrison and Sinead O'Connor albums. Like, I'm not talking about Nothing Compares to You. I'm not the talking about cuts. Moon Dance. Uh-huh. I'm talking about a live Van Morrison album from 1994. I'm talking about a Sinead O'Connor reggae album. That's, that's where our family was at. Yeah, that is the intersection of dad and Ireland. Yeah. yeah. That's the corner. Exactly. <laughs> uh, before we came into the booth, uh, we were talking about uh, heat matters. Yes. Janine, you said you were monitoring your neighborhood's power outages on the Nextdoor app. Yes. This is not something I've done, but I've kind of heard of this. I was under the impression this was for monitoring your neighbor's racism. Yes. Oh, it's both, for sure. <laughs> um it is a nightmare and a gawky good time. I, I found out about the L.A. Like, apparently there are tens of thousands of people without power in L.A. And by the way, I'm, the I don't know if you heard, but I'm hot positive now. Yeah. And I think that's a benefit, power being out. Because really? We, yeah. Because we your take community some, comes together? We can take some time to get out. Just, like, stop staring at our little fucking hypno screens. Or is it read possible? Read a book. <laughs> is it possible that get you think Get out there. <laughs> connect. Is it possible that you think it's positive that the power went out during a heat wave because a dog just told you to murder a bunch of people? <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. I'm having a real summer of Sam in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, it was a cat, and she was uh, uh, telling me to put uh, peanut butter on a Pop-Tart. I, and I did it. <laughs> and I did it. It was great. So I was I was in the mountains this week at my cabin, so I didn't experience this. But from what I gather, it was 115 degrees in Los yeah, Angeles this week, past week. Cray-cray town. It was so hot. Um, we luckily, thank God, did not lose our power. Um, my girlfriend and I have three dogs and three cats. Uh, and so we had to keep our zoo 
comfortable. Sure. Uh-huh. And every time we let the dogs out to pee, it truly felt like sticking your head in an oven. It was a real Sylvia Plath day out there. It was. <laughs> it would, the, the pee would just come out boiling. Yes. The dogs were just spraying <laughs> boiling pee all over so the lawn. Bad. Just a heated pee mist yes. would emerge from their genitals. So it was bad. And yes, next door... Um, Oof. Yeah, it's, so, what's, so this is it. I guess, to, can you explain the setup of this thing? So basically, I have not been on it yet. You, you sign up and you put in your zip code and so you only get posts about yeah. your area. It is like a like a localized Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And people put posts and you'll get alerts for like top posts of the day. And most of them are very racist. Like I think one in my neighborhood was like a break-in stopped. Like the people who own the house happened to come home mm-hmm. as the break-in was happening. And they left a very detailed description of the people um, that did not ins- include skin color. But they were like, the woman is five foot three, long blonde hair, literally wearing this outfit. This is the maker of their car. The sure. guy is six two. Like they described the outline of his beard. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the comments were people complaining that they didn't mention race. They were like, how are we supposed to know who these oh, people are sure. if you don't tell us what skin they're cut? Like, right. Uh, so that's what it is. But also, okay. like. My girlfriend and I saved a tortoise in the neighborhood and found the owner via Nextdoor app. Wow. And then reunited the tortoise with her long-lost sister. Now, was the tortoise was... racist? <laughs> <laughs> it was very racist. That's why we had to get him out. Because gotcha. I am Cuban and he right, was like, right, get sure. your hands off of me. From right. what did you save the tortoise? Addiction? Uh, yes. We found him uh, in the alley uh, behind UCB Franklin. Oh, gee um, whiz. No, he was just walking down the middle of the street. And it was like a huge tortoise. And so my girlfriend and I being... The lesbians that we are, we're like, we have to save him. You already, you already have <laughs> Put him some in the lettuce. back of the Subaru yeah. and get him yeah. in. Let's buy a gate sure. and feed and stuff. How did the... this is what we got the Rav Four for? <laughs> How did the six other pets uh, react to the tortoise? Oh, they did not interact. We kept the tortoise outside. Okay. I named him uh, Glenn Campbell. Um, <laughs> it turns out her name was Rakshma, mm. um, but Glenn, mm. as we knew him, uh, was out in the front yard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you say that's not. Nice that you use the next. You, you, what did you post? Just like basically, yeah, we posted a picture of the tortoise. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, we're near this intersection, and then all these wackadoos started texting. Tell us the us. race of the turtle. Yes. Okay, <laughs> hold on. What skin color is it? <laughs> um, but apparently, the tor- type of tortoise it was goes for tens of thousands of dollars, and you oh have gosh. to have a license in the state of California to own it because they're a protected species. Mm-hmm. And so all these people were like, yeah, like, what's your address? Because people were coming to try and steal the tortoise. Oh, turtle. To it, yes, turtle fighters to sell it on the turtle black market or tortoise black market, and so yeah. we had to we we got very protective. We were like, no, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna screen these people. That, by the don't... way, is what Michael Vick is into now. Tortoise, <laughs> tortoise black market. <laughs> yeah, it's a calmer, it's a calmer dog fight. Yeah. It's a slower, right? Battle. Slow and steady still abusive, wins the dog fight. but yeah. <laughs> but no, and but it and, keeps your party going longer. Yeah, because yeah. you know if everybody you know. Get a couple and of they've drinks. Got shells, they'll be fine. Check in periodically. Yeah. They clock a few jabs. They know sure. how to cook heroin. I think yeah. we learned yeah, earlier. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but no, and we got the tortoise to her owner, and the tort- the owner was just happening to mention that yeah, we lost her sister. Her sister has an eye deformity, and then someone else on next door was like, "We have a turtle with a weird eye." They both broke out at the same time. No, like two months apart. Okay. And how did you lose a tortoise? They're fast. <laughs> Glenn was crazy fast. We had to get a cage for him because he was moving too. What you do? You got a cage and what did you? We got what a corral mean? in the front. What did you yard. go to the tortoise store? We went to Petco and they do. They have a tortoise cage. Wow. We. But so now uh, you have a tortoise cage. How did yeah, you even pick him up? <laughs> 
Um, you just pick them up by the shell. They're How like the big size is of a, it? He was like the size of a toilet seat. Oh, okay. Now, my instinct would be to feed him pizza. <laughs> I, right. I watched a program when I was young. To be fair, that's because your father taught you that. He was a famous rat. (laughs) Right. Sure. My father was a a radical rat. Yeah. Anyway. Would you say the turtle was a party dude or... He was uh, cool but rude. How would you describe Campbell? He was more of a Leonardo. Like a natural leader. leader. Yeah. Yeah. Real steady head on his shoulder. Sure. A little vanilla, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you need a leader. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So next door, clan. horribly racist, but also sometimes you, you reunite tortoise sisters. What do you learn about that is useful to your life? Um, nothing whatsoever, except yesterday when I saw that the power was out in okay. several parts of LA. Do you just look at it and get mad? Because I do that sometimes. With there is a Los Angeles themed Reddit group, uh, subreddit, mm-hmm. and I will go on there. And I have I find it interesting to read interesting news articles and so forth about the city in which I live, mm-hmm. my adopted hometown. But if I look at the comments, every comment thread is just about how either all cyclists should be run over, oh my <laughs> all homeless people should be sent directly to jail, or there should be no laws. I like think we one should, of those. Things. I think we should give the homeless cycles. I think so too. Yeah, give them those. Uh, give them those scooters you those rent with an app. Scooters. I have now. I've been. Uh, I've been kind of circling next door because just because it's interesting to me, and I have seen that there's a lot of kind of funny stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. And my neighborhood has some characters, so I'm wondering what these what these yucka lucks are posting on there. But I, uh, I think this is the reason that I don't dig too deep in the internet sometimes is I am worried that I will see something about myself. I am like worried that one of my neighbors is going to be posting about how weird I am. And that is, I think, the reason like sometimes I'll like, oh, I should look on this like podcasting subreddit to see if like anybody's saying anything about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's probably mean. I won't do it. Well, I think you're safe in next door because you're white. Oh, it really is. Like a lot of the posts are like, Dark man walking down our street at eight sure. p.m. Why yeah. him here? Like why him here? <laughs> it's a lot of that. I happen finally to be... this whiteness is paying off. I can join any app I want to. I happen to be relaxing thing. on a Saturday afternoon, and I heard Frankie Beverly featuring Maze. Mm-hmm. Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, and uh, I've got some concerns. Mm-hmm. It's just an example of it's a next might... door post that you might find. <laughs> right, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly. Uh, Janine, how long have you had this summer hat that's hanging on the? Oh. This is me leaning into my dad energy. Mm -hmm. You heard about big dick energy this week, maybe. Uh, I'm I'm talking about big dad energy. So this is speaking of of just like not going down the hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know, thinking I should go on the podcast subreddit and then going, nah, I shouldn't. Thinking I should go on next door and go, nah, I shouldn't. You heard about big dick energy, but you were worried it was about you. And then I closed the laptop. (laughs) And I'm like, I am going, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm going to read a hardcover book and not learn about big dick energy. But I am curious now about big dick energy. I know it's, it's a thing. It's a simple pre- thought idea. I think it's just uh, people who are confident. I think I assumed it yeah. was something that Kanye West said. Big. It sounds it like. Seems in like that, it seems like it, yeah. Because I had a similar, I, I saw a few allusions to it. Mm-hmm. And thought I should figure out what this is, and I thought I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah, who are the? Is it like attached to celebrities? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know a lot about it extensively. I've just seen it pop up uh, on social media, and 
I, I got it right away because for a long time when I did stand-up sets that I was nervous about, yeah. before the house was open and anyone was in the room, I would walk, pace back and forth around my, the stage and pretend like I had a huge penis that I was swinging around. <laughs> and that would help sure. get me comfortable in the space. Like, yeah, I got this. And yeah. I would just really be like, yeah, this is my huge dick. Yeah. I own this space. <laughs> so as soon as I saw big dick energy, I was like, yes, I have uh, been a... a Big Dick Energy Monk for years. Janine, I always had you pinned for having uh, MV or many vests energy. (laughs) (laughs) No more. I I played with vests in college and I was like, you know what? The time has come for me to be a grown up but no longer a baby dyke. No more vests. No more vests. You hung up your vests. I hung up. I still have one for every once in a while. Also, they don't sit right on my body. Mm. I I get a little side view. Gotta get some alterations. I know, but. Now I'm, you're I'm now you're out there renting renting leisure boats. Leisure boat time. But That's now you have but now you have dad energy. You've now switched I like, to a dad energy. Yes, I have switched to a dad energy. Um, it's something I feel comfortable. I feel like dad energy. I also find it to be non-gendered, mm-hmm. um, or I'm trying to make it non-gendered. I guess sure. it's more appropriate. I feel like dad energy is like cool, calm. Don't take yourself too seriously. Sure. And also, kids, you're in safe hands. Yeah. Now I'm going to turn on a little sophistapop. (laughs) (laughs) Pour you a glass of chocolate milk. Anyway, I'm trying to keep a carton of chocolate milk with me wherever I go. Jordan, I kind of want some chocolate milk. Do you mind if we take a quick break? Sure. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janine Burrito, tepid. Let's see how it shakes out. Yeah. Wow. You've been on this show before, Janine. You might be. I feel you got a sense of it. I know. Guys, it's been hot. I was going off of your hot positive. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Are you that, are you not feeling hot positive? I'm feeling. I am very cautious. Okay. I won't say that I'm a pessimist. Mm. I'm more of a like hope for the best, prepare for the worst, like old timey, you know, old world mentality. That is that is very reasonable. So I'm and it like, shows a lot of dad energy. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm hot positive, and you're. And I'm tepid. Let's see how it shakes out. Okay. I, that's I'm fine. not cold. We're a, like a classic buddy cop yeah. duo. <laughs> We have some sponsors on this week's Jordan Jesse yes. Go. Of course, every every week we're brought to you by all the kind Max Fund members. Mm-hmm. Go to maximumfund.org slash donate. This week also by our friends at HelloFresh. Yes, HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. There's three plans. Yes. Number one, classic. Yes. Hamburgers and hot dogs, baby. <laughs> you know, yeah. probably like a beef wellington. Oh, yeah. I had some, uh, I had some nice HelloFresh meals. Uh, I, had, uh, I had a nice chicken with some dill sauce. Oh. And I had a nice pork chop and quinoa. Oh. All very tasty. Did you know that in England they call it quinoa? I did not know that. Yeah. That's kooky. In <laughs> yeah. reference to the queen mother. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, they have vegetarian meals. They also have family-oriented meals, which, as a family man myself, I'm known for my big dad energy. Sure. Um, I have to say, <laughs> I, I appreciate a family-oriented meal because sometimes these meal services, they're giving you a beautiful, sophisticated meal, but it's not one that your children are going to eat. They've got responsibly obtained ingredients. Uh, enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night or worrying about gathering ingredients, recipes take only around 30 minutes. Subscribe to get delicious, filling meals delivered every week for less than $10 per serving. 
I mean, we're talking dill sauce here. Dill sauce. I How made my own dill sauce. dill sauce. Look at me. Look at me. You're, I'm not a. You, you wouldn't look at me and go, that guy can make his own dill sauce, but I can. Now that's. Uh, don't sell yourself short. The thank first you. time I laid eyes on you, all I could see was dill sauce. It was like <laughs> well, one of those you. cartoons where a guy's really hungry <laughs> sure. and he sees, also, he sees a fully dressed chicken. Yeah. At less than $10 a plate. This big dad says that's a deal. Applebee's is going to charge you fifteen ninety nine for dill sauce. And thank you for comparing this to Applebee's, which is the <laughs> metric by which we judge value on this show. Uh, hey, and speaking of value, if you want 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash JJGo30 and enter promo code JJGo30. Now, here's something else, Jordan. Yeah. Another sponsor on this week's program. Yeah. I noticed... The thematic cohesion Mm -hmm. and easy summer elegance of Janine's outfit on the way in here. Boy, howdy. I mean, she really, truly looks like she could be punting on the Thames. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. She could truly be punting on the Thames. Uh, I think there's an easy way to get such a coherent, self-appropriate personal style. It's a service called Stitch Fix. That's right. When a problem comes along. You must stitch it. Stitch it! Stitch it! Uh, here's what you do. You go to stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You answer some questions about your sizes, favorite styles, and budget. And answer honestly. Please, yeah. You can't beat the system Don't. here. This is, <laughs> this is stitch not fix we're talking about. fifth grade Spanish class. <laughs> Uh, you answer a few questions, and a personal stylist will hand-select five brand-new clothing items just for you. You send back anything you don't want. Shipping is free both ways, and you only pay for what you keep. Wait, here and there? Yes, both Hither of the ways. Yon? Both of to the ways. Fro. Two ways. Oh. Uh, you get your fix whenever you want, uh, or you sign up and you receive scheduled shipments. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. Keep all five items, and you receive 25% off your entire purchase. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janine Brito, Sophista Pop Pop. Janine, do you know anything about <laughs> Do you know anything about boats? I have um, a boat question. I I the only uh experience I have with boats are two things. One, my dad was like once told me he's like the best day of your life is when you buy your boat and the next best day is when you sell it because they're a pain a, in the ass. That's a great dad. Big dad energy. Uh, that's a big dad that's a dadism. Energy. And then my first girlfriend, her dad had a yacht, and I once helped him take it from Houston to New Orleans. So oh. I, I like threw boat, like you know, bumpers over the side while we were going through channel locks what? and learned knots and things like that. So you that. know a lot about boats. Like I don't remember. Like if I was thrown into a boat situation, <laughs> I would sure. make do. Right, right. I would make myself. It would handy. return to you. Yes, it would come back. It's, it's in like my riding a. Memory. It's like riding a boat. That's yes. why. That's why that old. <laughs> That old adage is true, like riding a boat. Janine, did you uh, did you learn any shanties? No, I don't even. What is a shanty? Is that oh, like it's a, a boat gym? song. Oh, boat song. yes. Uh, what the, do you do with a drunken sailor early in, early in the morning? Hey, now you're an all star. <laughs> Get your boat on. This go is sail. sail. 
this is why I happen to, I, as I mentioned, I'm coming directly from my cabin to, mm-hmm. to this studio to entertain America. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave the loyal listeners of Jordan Jesse and Jordan. some Hang of on. Canada. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you, uh, how you doing, Canada? I drive past this lake on my way to my cabin. I drive past this lake called Lake Success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And I think it's a man. I think it's a reservoir of some kind. It's very large. Mm-hmm. And it's has they found success dead there? Yeah, they <laughs> floating. Success. The success was killed by the mafia <laughs> and dumped into and, that lake. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a region characterized by success. I would say, economically speaking, right. Um, and so, if you go past, as I, it was recently Fourth of July, so the height of summer. It's if you go past this lake on a weekend. It is chock-a-block with boating revelers. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of kind of boats on there that I know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a boat expert, but I did once spend a night on a boat in fourth grade, so I know a few shanties. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there's there's sea-dews. Mm-hmm. Got your mm-hmm. sea-dews. Yep. That's very popular, needless to say. You got your speedboats. Right. And I've ridden in a speedboat. My Uncle Roy had one of those. You know, I mean, you know my Uncle Roy. Yeah, we go way back. Later went to jail. Uh, <laughs> I know the type. But at the time, he had a speedboat. He was a nice uncle at the time. I wonder what the correlation between speedboat and jail time served is. One, one to one. <laughs> the perfect, perfect one to one. Uh, so that's, that's the two types of boats that I'm familiar with. Then there's a third type of boat that looks like it's a flat bottom boat. That looks a little bit like a like a paddle make, now boat. Now these make the rockin' world go round. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like a pontoon? Yeah. Is that like, what that is? No, there's no pontoons. Okay. It's a total. It looks like a, you know those paddle boats you would rent at, a, at yeah. an urban lake. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The ones that don't look like swans. And but if you picture that kind of side and bottom, but over a boat that is holding eighteen people standing around under a crappy t- tarp, like a canopy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it's just a floating platform for beer. Mm-hmm. This it's is a, from a, a distance a I'm observing. For a booze cruise. It's a redneck yacht party. Ah. But these boats, it seems like a boat you would rent there mm-hmm. to have a – to put beer on. But I th- think people drive them to the lake, but they seem so huge. I need your boat expertise, Are you two. Are there homes nearby? Not really. really. Huh. I mean, you have to drive. You have to take. You would have to take one of these boats, guys. This seems. You like- would have to take one of these boats from Porterville, Visalia, maybe even Fresno. This seems like something you would rent. This seems like it a thing. so seems like. So what I want to know is, can you like rent it at the Big Five? Like, can you stop by the Big Five and just hitch up a trailer they've got outside and give yeah. them three hundred dollars? Does the lake just have them? No. That's what they. There's I've, no place to rent because what? Here's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I've driven past on a you know a, a late April day mm-hmm. where it's a weekday, and you can see there's there's all there is there is a campground. Mm-hmm. There's a campground and there's bo- a boat launch. There's no boathouse. There's no place to keep these boats. Mm-hmm. So people have to be driving these boats up to Lake Success, right? From another body of water. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I bet you there's a way to hire them or rent them. I yeah. think that's probably that has it. to be for like do you busy think they, times. Could they come with a captain? I mean, ideally, 
I mean, you know, you need somebody with a, that that class of license. You can't just yeah. let any Yahoo start like sailing a around. Semi of the water, if it's that big. Right. Is the license sure. class a Ron class? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Captain Ron. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I bet, and I bet they come with like a sunburned failure. Yeah, pilot your boat around. For this you. is something that I think I I wanted to share it both because I thought maybe Janine, given mm-hmm. her aquatic attire. And uh, apparently passed uh, driving a boat from New Orleans to Houston. Is, uh, that, the, is that the route? The yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought maybe she would know, but I also thought, like, this has got to be something that every American besides those of us who live in Los Angeles and New York know the answer to. Oh, sure. So like, we're this is something sourcing that. that. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you're out there and you have, like, lake parties, yeah. let us know where to get one of these things. Yeah, if Does you it... need to know about New Yorican performance poetry, we will explain that to you. <laughs> sure. Can you please explain these big flat boats to us? Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? Can you keep them in your yard? I wonder They're... if they break down somewhat. I mean, like maybe I... a platform comes up. Yeah. Mm, sure. I mean, I've talked about... I bet you just let them sink too. I bet they're like not expensive <laughs> to use. Like I bet that lake is just if you go to the it's bottom. It's a lawnmower engine. Yeah, tied to the back. And there's of probably it. like half a case of Zima went down with one in like 1992, and those are like the remaining Zimas I, at the bottom of this lake. I am picturing mm-hmm. the the only a- analog I know is the greatest miracle of my neighborhood, and I think I mentioned this mm-hmm. on Jordan Jessica in the past, is that in my neighborhood on Pasadena Boulevard in Los Angeles. There is a home that is a perfectly normal uh, Los Angeles home of of normal size with a normal-sized driveway on which is parked the cab of a tractor trailer. And it comes and goes like it's clearly an owner-operator tractor trailer, Uh but like a full big rig somehow parks in this uh, small urban uh, driveway. Like in front, like just like a driveway, just picture a driveway, not like a country house driveway or a mansion driveway, just a regular driveway, but with an entire tractor trailer parked on it. I don't know how it works, and it must be the same thing with these boats. I and I and I've talked. Speaking of things we've talked about before, I consider one of the great failures of my life that I have never been on a booze cruise. Uh huh. You'd think so, right? Yeah. You'd think so. Right after I... the economic downturn, me and uh, Lonely Sandwich, Adam Lissagor, mm-hmm. and our respective uh, lovers uh, took to the seas. Lovers? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Stop that now. <laughs> Don't. Took to the seas. Uh, took to the seas sea on lover? a- Sea lover? are sea lovers? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else are you going to ta- call a sexual whale? And, well, no, that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, we, we bought uh, like one of those- like Ensenada cruises, uh-huh. you know, like here from here in Los Angeles, you can go on like a two night cruise um, or a, like a one and a like it's like a two and a half day deal, like a weekend. You know, you leave on Friday, come back on Sunday. Um, and I think we each we paid like I'm going to say it was a hundred and ten dollars each mm-hmm. for a whole weekend for a whole weekend. All food. That's all, everything included crazy. <laughs> because it was 2008 and like the entire economy had just collapsed. Oh, yeah. and no one Well, was here's going hoping on. that'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Your booze cruise dreams will come. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I, I was originally mad at myself that I had never gotten invited to an escape room, but that happened. It oh. was great. I did it. And now I'm my sights set on booze cruise. I've never done an escape room, and I don't think I want to do one. I don't want to either. I so didn't think season. I would want to, but I went because I enjoy, I wanted to socialize. I thought it was really 
fun. I was real prepared to be kind of whatever about it or to kind of roll my eyes through the whole thing. I was into it. It sounds like... It was a bank robbery mystery, and we got to blow the vault of a bank. It was great. I feel like uh, it sounds to me like if you combined all of the competition and bad feelings of board game night uh, with all of the like unpleasant... Uh, plastic simulacra of a theme park Sure, into my worst nightmare. <laughs> my personal... I wish it, everyone the mm. best who enjoys yeah. either of those things. I these just... are broken things about me, not broken things about these experiences. I enjoy play. Like, I love the movie Clue, and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. But I also... Like, when I play HQ... Oh, uh, sure. Our writer's it, room the, plays uh, it. Yeah, the, uh, the trivia app. Yeah, the little trivia app. I get legit, like... My heart pounds if I get sure. to question eight because then I'm like, oh my god, I got four more questions left. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do. And that's just a video, like video. Would it? That's one of them phone videos. Yeah, toy. Now, I, you if know, you want to think... know what I want to do, mm-hmm. I want me and Janine Brito and probably Louis Vertel, past mm-hmm. guest Louis Vertel, to watch Clue. Oh, because I haven't I seen it since I was a kid. I want to like know. Does it hold up? Yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. Louis says it does. Eileen Brennan. Yeah, sure. So great. Uh, great Madeline Kahn performance oh. in that. Heat flames in flames my face. Flames rising from the flames. side of my face. Um, Two I saw that used as- spectacular Madeline Kahn's, by the way, Thank guys. You. Thank you. <laughs> I saw that used as a gift recently, and I'm like, oh, that's a useful that's gift. That's a great that's gift. That's a very useful Incorporate gift. Incorporate it into In- your life. I will. I am going to somebody send me something online that'll make me mad so I can use that Madeline Kahn gift. No, don't. Don't do that. Let the record show that Janine <laughs> punctuated her statement. I did that with, with claps. Yeah. I love that gift. I love that gift as one of my number ones, and my number two is... Um, a gay man in a speedo twerking while uh, Patrick from SpongeBob is mouth agape staring at his butt. <laughs> That's really <laughs> Those good. Two gifts, yeah. Woo! Bring me joy. Do you yeah. use that for just undersea butts or? Uh, anytime I see butts, anytime I see something exciting, really. Sure, got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, when something momentous happens to you, the listener, like you see a great twerking butt, yeah, uh, or your or your friend is SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if you're a if you're a what kind of animals, Patrick? Starfish. 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 You, you're a starfish that can talk. Give us a call. <laughs> That's momentous in and of itself. For our segment, momentous occasions. The number is two zero six nine eight four four fun. You can also always hit us with a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun dot org. Here's our first call. Hi, um, this is a momentous occasion. So my name's Peggy, and um, I am in medical school, and I recently had a major medical school exam. And um, in this exam, there was a question about vasectomies. And I got this question right, not because I had actually thoroughly studied much about vasectomies, but actually because Jesse talked so extensively about his experience getting a vasectomy on this podcast. So thank you, Jordan Jesse Go, for helping me to pass medical school. I appreciate it very much. Bye. I guess the question on the exam was something about what it's like to have fellowship with men of uh, men of every age, race, and economic background mm-hmm. who have all decided they don't want to have any more children, <laughs> which was by far the standout part of my vasectomy experience. Yeah. I mean, and if, you know, if there's anybody, you know, if there's anybody there who is, you know, getting into like, you know, child delivery or something like that. I mean, I think we've constantly been addressing the question on this show, can Sonic the Hedgehog get pregnant? <laughs> so. Yeah. Hopefully, if 
If that's on your next test, you can answer that confidently. Confidently. That's great. Your little snip tip. Yeah. Oh, it's a snip a, tip. It's a snip tip. It's a snip tip. Do you think there's any Jordan Jesse Go listeners with more than one PhD? Yeah, I think so. I bet I bet they're a they're a they're a learned bunch. I think so. I think so too. At the at the con in the Poconos, it it seemed very they all seemed very la- like a lot of brainy like a lot of smart <laughs> little bunch of pinkies in the brains. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And if you're out there listening, do not try and take over the world, okay? <laughs> I think there's Will pro- it be funny, sure. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say we top out at a JD and a PhD. What's a J- what's Juris a- Doctor? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a law degree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. You're thinking two PhDs? Oh, I think two. Yeah. What's your guess, Janine? You've been to MaxFunCon. I I would say. Mm, I think two PhDs, one Quidditch trophy. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody out there who has more PhDs or more Quidditch yeah. trophies. I want to hear maybe from you. a Robot Wars championship. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. someone who's won Battle Bots more than once. <laughs> if you can get a PhD in Quidditch, then I'm changing it to five PhDs. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, is playing Quidditch a real thing that young people do, or is it? A trend piece that makes fun of young people in Time magazine. Unclear. I have seen, like, videos of people playing Quidditch earnestly. And, yeah, and I think there are a lot of, like, CBS This Morning type exposés on that. But I... <laughs> CBS This Morning known for their exposés. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like a fluffy, fun piece tearing that the... Gail King can introduce. Tearing the... Uh, tearing, tearing the yeah, okay, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of CBS this morning. No, John Dickerson. I do Sunday Gail mornings Kane. with Jane Pauley. Oh, I also like Sunday mornings with Jane Pauley. That's my good. I do Sunday Jane Pauley Sunday mornings. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. She's talking about what are your sea lovers? <laughs> <laughs> she one of your sea lovers there? Yeah, she's Captain a, Fuck Machine. She's a talking starfish. <laughs> oh. oh, cool. <laughs> Her mouth and her anus are... Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry, Jane Polly. Never mind. Sorry, Enjoy Jane. your Emmys. <laughs> also, chamomile spit take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and guests. Um, so, this is Tim from Chicago. You you may remember me from uh, the Daddy, Daddy Thick episode. I think it was 535. I'm feeling a little more peppy today. Uh, Can you pause this, Brian? I'm calling. I have a. First of all, I have to admit, I don't. I don't remember. I don't either. Uh, because I don't remember anything that's happened to me in my life generally, but particularly mm. in here, and particularly now where it's 175 degrees in here. Yes. Um, it's not very hot positive, Jesse. Uh, however, hot positive, <laughs> hot positive. I would like to congratulate this caller mm-hmm. on his temerity. For claiming to be peppy. (laughs) His peppiness claim is truly impressive. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm calling. I have a a momentous occasion that I I thought it was a momentous occasion, but it quickly turned into a moment of shame. Uh, I was on the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, On the toilet. And I I was going to change my toilet paper roll. And uh, I dropped the little insert, little metal spring insert, um, managed to catch it between my legs, 
right on top of my hog, my penis, whatever you want to call it. Hog. Um, yeah, that's right. Right the first time. And then, as I tried to use two fingers like a pair of tweezers to grab a hold of it and get it out while my legs were still together, um, I definitely dropped it into the poop water. Um, so, yeah. Thanks. I love the show. Uh, have a great one. First of all, it got a lot peppier. It did. Once, I've I, always, once if, you brought up that hog. a lot poopier. Ah, <laughs> there we go. This is why you're successful in show business. We're not. You just switch a couple letters and yeah, it sounds similar. It's true. Switcheroo. First rule of comedy. <laughs> Your dad had that tattooed across his back, right? That whole paragraph. Right. That's why you got to be tepid. Let's see how it shakes out. Because you think it's so. going to be a momentous occasion. And, it, and then you're stuck in shit water. Yeah, you're just dropping a whole roll into the shit water. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's landing on your penis first. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah, it's I feel like hog on the way that, down. hitting that hog. <laughs> Jordan, you're hot positive. Yeah, I'm hot positive. Janine, you're tepid. See how it works out. I am. Co- I of course am ice cold negative. Mm. But the great thing about ice cold negative is, sure, I dropped it in the poop water, but at least it. Landed on my hog. Sure. Well, <laughs> there you, you go. go. Yeah. I think that's a, that's more hot positive than you're giving yourself credit for. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I would say, as ice cold negative, you're still cool. Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. Do you think hot positive could be Time extrapolated? To take your sea lover back to the cabin. <laughs> gaze at the portal. Do you think that hot positive could be extrapolated into a sort of general lifestyle? I mean, no reason why it shouldn't be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you can. You know, I mean, I think what I'm trying to do in the midst of the heat wave and the power outages mm-hmm. and, you know, the commander in tweet up there in the White House. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't have anything to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of try and save my satire yeah. arrows for the people who really deserve it. Yeah. The clowns in Congress. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, uh, the clowns in Congress. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Uh, never mind. I hear you. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of big dad energy in the room. Yeah, right a now. lot of big dad. Energy. <laughs> sorry, my ears are full of seltzer water from these okay. clowns right. in Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm trying to be positive through the heat wave and see Senator the, Bozo. Yeah, and and find the positive things about a heat wave. Getting to wear jorts, which I love. Checking mm-hmm. out everybody else's jorts. I love looking at somebody wearing jorts. Yeah. Also, I feel like hot positive could apply to people on Instagram who post like real sexy like mm-hmm. thirst traps, and then right. the caption is all like hashtag look on the bright side. Like oh, yeah. it's all like sexy pics. Like here's here are my abs or here's my butt, and then it's, right. the caption is like. Hang on to your dreams. If you shoot <laughs> for the moon, you'll still hit stars or something. Like, sure, yeah. That's, I also think like that's hot pot. Shoot for the toilet, hot you'll still hit your hog. And you'll still hit your hog. <laughs> right. You'll land amongst the poop water. <laughs> yeah, let's Hey, if you're post, out there posting sexy pics on Insta. Throw in a positive caption. Tag them hot positive. hot positive. Hot positive. Yeah, I think so. I think I am, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's our new summer boy for this year. I think so. That, I mean, that's what oh, I yeah. immediately thought of. Mm-hmm. It feels like it could even be, you know, it could almost be a year-round thing. I mean, it certainly peaks in the summer. Mm-hmm. But, like, what are the tenets of being hot positive, do you think? Right. Well, I mean, you know, I think in general it's, it's it, you know, finding some fun in whatever mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. you're in, whether mm-hmm. that's sweltering heat wave, if you're in an apartment with no power. Uh, find it, Finding something fun. I think that's that would be my core my core piece of advice. Turn that sweat 
into a Corvette in a good time. There you like go. That, like turn that sweat into a vet. Yeah. I think we can if we wanted yeah, to shorten yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. So yeah, if you're out there and you're having you're having a whether it's a heat wave, whether it's a whether if it's a a frost blizzard, or whether you've lost your lover to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> a wave has taken your lover. Oh, and my lover has returned to the sea. <laughs> oh, okay. From whence they came. Yeah, uh, it's a real shape of water situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just try and stay hot positive. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna say that it's sort of a shape of water situation, could we work in at all doing that hand signal for uh, <laughs> for for fish a, penis? Fish penis. <laughs> yeah, sure. That'll be the international <laughs> signal of hot positive. Is... Oh God, that's a beauty. Very evocative. Two zero six nine eight four four fun or JJ go at maximumfun.org for all your voice memos. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximum Fun's new sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble, is coming to San Diego Comic-Con on July 21st. At 1 p.m., Bubble cast members Travis McElroy, Cristela Alonzo, Eliza Skinner, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, Jordan Morris, and Danielle Radford will be signing autographs. Tickets are required, but free. Then at 5 p.m., the cast will participate in a panel moderated by Jesse Thorne, held at the San Diego Central Library. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org slash SDCC. Hi, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself here on the Maximum Fun Network. On Go Fact Yourself, we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. Oh, by the way, how much do you know about chicken husbandry? You gotta give them that grain. <laughs> All right. You gotta give them that grain. And then smart again. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. When- oh, okay. <laughs> We've got me... Co-host Helen Hong, plus celebrity guests and actual surprise experts. In the coming weeks, you can hear guests like Maria Bamford, Tom Bergeron, Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and Grant Imahara. And if you're in the New York area, come check us out live. We're doing two shows there on July 21st and July 22nd. Go to GoFactorPod.com for tickets and more. We'll see you in New York or on the first and third Friday of every month here on the Maximum Fun Network. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Shoeless Jesse Thorne. Jordan Moore's Hot Positive. Janine Brito, Pontoon Sally. <laughs> wow. That's really fun. Thanks, guys. I really like that, Janine. <laughs> yeah. Pontoon Sally. That's just a, that's just a solid trip. You make in the, the gap. you make the rock and world go round. <laughs> <laughs> By land and sea. <laughs> now, Gene, you are wrote you wrote uh, as we record this, and I guess as this comes out, it will be the most recent episode of Bubble or one. No, Ryan Perez's was this week. So yeah, one week ago was Janine's episode three. Yes, episode, yes, episode three. three. Um, and God, it turned out so good. It, it was, was so fun. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I've, I think I've, I have said this elsewhere, but I don't think I've said it to you. So I'll say it now. Uh, something you know when we kind of were talking about like you know who to 
get to do bubble and who we should have write episodes. I mean, uh, you know, I was I was super excited because, you know, you were one of the funnier people that I know. And I was oh, super excited you. to, like, have your jokes in it. And like they were very, very spectacular. But I think something kind of wonderful that came from your episode. Um, and, you know, I think I think everybody who worked on it can kind of tell this is that, like, the one you turned in was the first instance of the main characters being friends, mm-hmm. the the Alison Becker and Eliza Skinner character. And I think up until there, it had seemed like they hated each other. Yeah. Like they were these kind of, you know, people who were like together by obligation or they were these like, you know, uneasy people who had to work together. And I think your episode did such a good job of not only being very, very funny, but also like showing them being friends and showing them yeah. why they kind why of they work stuck together. together. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. And I, I think I went back in everyone before yours and just tried to insert some of that Janine Brito friendship magic <laughs> friendship into them. Ener- Janine Brito friendship, friendship energy. energy. <laughs> yes. Friendship energy. Big friendship energy. Yeah. Big friendship energy. Are you going to Janine Con this year, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be wearing my little pony, my friendship is magic costume. Yay. Uh, so yeah, I definitely like, like appreciate your jokes, but also like, my mind was totally blown when I read your episode. I'm like, oh, they're friends. They like each other. They love each other. Like, it was really great. And I think that the whole, like, series is so much better because you worked on it. And I, like, oh, could you. not have I'm been so more glad. excited uh, to have it. It was it was uh, really, really a pleasure uh, to read. And... I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like women fighting. Not... Yeah. Sure. Uh, not enough nudity either. <laughs> oh, there's no news. You can't see yeah. any. There's no. Ain't nothing in here for my hog. <laughs> sure. I had to drop some toilet paper on it. Uh, yeah. So it's totally such a uh, yeah. So 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 cool that you did it. And yeah, we were we we were very we were very lucky to grab you before you became uh, in between your successful career as a late night comedy writer and the blossoming of your uh, successful career as a network television comedy writer, uh, a sick net professional uh, network sitcom writer. Uh, and we feel very lucky. We feel like you were a ringer, basically. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know that episode of The Simpsons where all the baseball players come to play on the uh, power play baseball team? You're Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess what? Speaking of Bubble Jordan. Yeah. I bet. Should we need to say what Bubble is at this point? People know. People Bubble know. is this scripted podcast from MaximumFun.org created by friend of the podcast, Jordan Morris, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, executive produced by uh, me and our friend Nick Adams, who's a beloved guest on the show, and written by many beloved guests, including uh, Sarah Morgan and Dan Kennedy and Janine Burrito and uh, Daniel Radford, a whole lit, a laundry list of brilliant yeah. people. Name your faves. Uh, and starring many of your favorite Jordan Jessico people. And seriously, if you're not on top of this, yeah. what's going come on? on. At this come, point, on. Come, on. come on. At this point, come, come on. on. Come at this point, come on. 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 Come can I tell you a secret about the song Come, and Not, Come On, Eileen? Sure. I fucking love yeah, the song Come great. On, Eileen. Oh, You're great. a human. You have a soul. I fucking love it yeah. so great. much. In fact, in general, I love Dexie's Midnight Runners. Sure. I'm in heaven when you smile. I have multiple Dexie's Midnight so Runners albums, and I love them. Yeah. I think now that we are kind of, although it's kind of coming back around again, I think now that we have taken a little step away from the, like, 
annoying 80s irony of our childhoods, yes. we can realize which of those songs fucking ruled. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Aileen is one of them. Yeah, it sure does. Anyway, uh, I bet that there's a lot of Jordan I ran so far away. That also fucking rules. Anyway. That is a great song. Uh, I... You know what I also like? That 99 Luft Balloons. Yeah, 99 Luft Balloons <laughs> rules. Great it's a song. great song. Um, we uh, love Nana. Yeah. Nana? <laughs> Nana. Nana. Uh, I, uh, I will venture a guess that there are a fair few among our listening audience who are headed to the SDCC. Uh, now, Janine, just so you know, this is the San Diego Comic Con. Yes. As but, a jock, you probably don't know about these uh, nerd events. You know events. what? I've been sla- throwing that pigskin, <laughs> slapping that hog. Slapping that uh, the old hog. Well, I don't know. Janine's left vests far behind That's her. She's true. focused on renting I, boats I went now. in 2008. Okay. Oh, okay. I went once. It was fun. Uh, well, uh, what a lot of people who don't know, who, who mm. don't know about San Diego Comic Con don't know is that it's about more than just great comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, more than just great coats? Is <laughs> yeah, the Burlington Coat Factory? <laughs> just as Burlington Coat Factory is about more than just great coats, San yeah. Diego Comic-Con about more than just comic books. Yeah. It's also about sci-fi comedy podcasts mm-hmm. and your favorite people from them. And we are going to be there uh, on Saturday, July 21st. There is going to be, at 1 o'clock, a signing session uh, with Jordan uh, Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, and Cristela Alonso, all stars of the Bubble Podcast. Late edition, mm? Danielle Radford. Ooh, Yay. Danielle Radford, noted comic, one of the uh, one of the punch Such up writers delight. for Bubble, and uh, one of the Screen Junkies gang. Yeah, and she's also, in addition to all of those things, she's one of those actors whose her voice is in almost every episode of Bubble in yeah, one totally. place or another. Mm-hmm. Like we like got on our knees and said, "Hey, Danielle, will you just?" Hang out with us for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. And be a, just a general fount of positivity. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and did great for us. Her and Mark Gagliardi were kind of our utility people, and they did a great job. Oh, that's great. Uh, we will also have, uh, from 5 to 6 p.m., a, this is a first for us. Yeah. The, uh, a Comic-Con panel. A Comic-Con panel. Check out who's coming to this thing. Uh, so it's all the people we mentioned earlier. Also, we're adding Travis McElroy into the mix. Who's he? Well, he's a noted podcaster and current Mohawk haver, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, that's I think nice. He, can, I can confirm or deny. Oh, nail art enthusiast. Nail art enthusiast. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Uh, boot fan, nail art enthusiast, current Mohawk haver. I think Travis McElroy. Uh, all noted politeman. Noted politeman. Hilarious delight. Uh, he was one of the uh, one of the beer snobs in episode four of Bubble. Uh, we're going to be doing a panel moderated moderated by NPR's Jesse Thorne. Ah, uh, don't care for him. Smug. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smug. Can don't we get like Sandin Totten? <laughs> yeah, please. Ophabia um, Quist Arcton. I went over to Sandin Totten's house the other day. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds nice. He's getting nice. into flower arranging now. Oh, that sounds really cool. Great guy. I went over to Ophabia Quist Arcton's house in Dakar, Senegal. Mm, very nice. Yeah. Uh, it's at the Neil Morgan Auditorium at the San Diego Central Library. Oh, uh, as part of Comic Con, but not in uh, not in the convention center. A lot of cool stuff has taken place there. The Neil Morgan Auditorium, five to six p.m. on July twenty first. And you do have to have tickets for the one o'clock signing, uh, but the signing itself is free. Well, we'll do, we, you know we're not. We're not yeah. there to take your money. No, we're not making. We're losing money on this. <laughs> <laughs> not insignificant amount of money. Yes. This, Why are we doing this? 
for for that swag, baby. Uh, Get that Comic Con <laughs> swag. Got it. I want a deck chair that says Showtime on it. This is high stakes for me. I mean, longtime Jordan Jesse Go listeners will know. The last time I went to Comic Con, we did a show where. Uh, our mics got cut unexpectedly, and then a tiny woman screamed at us for five minutes. We didn't know who she was. And then when she stalked away, uh, someone said, did you know who that was? And we said no. And they were like, that's the worldwide vice president of marketing for Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, so we have had one oh, – we've had a negative Comic-Con experience. <laughs> you can go back in the archives and listen to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully this is a positive one. So I think it will. I, mean, I think it will be. Here's my honest truth. If you want to talk about hot positive mm-hmm. – how can you top Cristela Alonso? You can't. If you have Cristela Alonso yeah. there, how could it not be hot positive? If you have Daniel Radford there, how could it not be hot positive? Yeah. This is going to be the hot positive event of the entire summer for San Diego. Sure. I'm giving Sorry. you a church hand because that felt very good. She is. She's honest. doing it. Waving She's doing it. Sorry, gospel. San Diego Padres. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing the nail painting emoji <laughs> and I'm looking at a butt. Can sign all the Eric Cosmers you want. You're still not going to top Cristela <laughs> Alonso for hot, hot positive, positive vibes. Positive. Okay, that's it for this week's Jordan Jesse Go. Guys, I have to go pack. I'm going to Massachusetts to the world's largest flea market. <laughs> Brimfield, baby. Okay. Brimfield, baby. Taking my mom. Yum, yum. <laughs> Are you sure you won't pick up a sea lover along the way? <laughs> Well, I, I might, I might pick up a sky lover. <laughs> oh, sure, I don't mean to be brag, but I'll be, pl- I'll be flying economy plus. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, Where's place to find a sky lover. Yeah, what some- about a lift line linger? Someone, <laughs> someone else with long upper legs. Ooh, just the upper leg. <laughs> That's the key one for sitting in tiny- an airplane seat. Yeah, long thighs, tiny little calves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I like them, baby. <laughs> Built like <laughs> when I'm loving in the sky. Yeah. Built like Hellboy. <laughs> huge right hand, too. Huge stone right hand. I sawed off my horns for you, baby. <laughs> well, and you were afraid of your potential. Right. Your exactly. destructive potential. Exactly. Uh, Janine Brito, it's been a joy to have oh, you on the program. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be here. We mentioned that you're a brilliant stand-up comic, which you are. If people want to enjoy your stand-up comedy, where would you send them? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I haven't been doing a lot of stand-up since I've been working at uh, One Day at a Time. <sighs> but they can watch that on Netflix. They can watch that on Netflix. Please do. And tell your friends. if. if Are there if, any EGOTs that people should address letters uh, to complaining that you haven't been doing stand-up <laughs> lately? Address all complaints to the Rita Moreno. <laughs> the incomparable Rita Moreno. Sure. Just write. Will... You can send that. You can send that. The postmaster <laughs> will deliver it if you just write Rita Moreno care of show business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if, if anything comes up, uh, you can go to my uh, Twitter account, uh, Janine Brito. And, and they can find you on Nextdoor, too. Yes, <laughs> find me on Nextdoor, saving tortoises left and right. And, you know, past guest uh, of this program, Mike Royce, is the uh, executive producer of uh, – Joy of the one, one of the executive yes. producers, One Day at a Time. And I do not say that because – I do not say this because he is a longtime Max Fund supporter. Uh, but One Day at a Time – Absolutely one of the best uh, comedies on television. It's so funny, so uh, genuinely moving, and just so fucking pleasant in a non-cloying way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, just a real, like, a lot of, like, actual recognizable family feelings. Like, yeah. I am totally, even as a, even with all my big dad energy, I'm kind of, I'm still not quite on board the uh, the family sitcom train. Yeah. But One Day at a Time is one of my favorite shows. It's really wonderful, really hilarious, brilliant performers. 
Uh, the writers are fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Justina Machado really elevates yeah, our shit. Yeah. No, she is She is she's really so something. That she's so amazing. So get on whether whether or whether or not you've already seen it go 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 get into your Netflix and watch that because it is really a treasure um and, and tell your friends we we rely a lot on word of mouth to get yeah, like, so uh, it, far this away. isn't the ranch they're not just making you watch it anytime you <laughs> yeah. watch anything <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll really love this show. This is re- absolutely one of my favorite shows, and I'm I am so stoked that our buddy Janine Burrito went to went to right there. I was like, oh yes, awesome. Um, on the boards this week and almost every week is our friend Brian Sunny D Fernandez. He's hot positive, laughing all the way through that window behind Jordan, mm-hmm. piercing the piercing the window. Um, and uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter hashtag JJGo. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no it's just naming platforms. Sure. Facebook. You Next can door, search for Jordan yeah. Jesse Go. Uh, you can join the Max Fun Facebook group. There's also a Max Fun subreddit where uh, no one says anything crappy about people who ride bicycles uh, at maximumfun.reddit.com. Hashtag a JJ Go. And, and by the way, Bubble, if you're already listening to it, uh, is a pay-what-you-will show. So go to MaximumFun.org slash bubble and uh, help pay for it. Um, that's it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.